0: So join us for another episode.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Milk Minute podcast.
0: Welcome to 200 episodes
1: Hooray! of us. <laughs> we're back again. We kind of realized this was coming up a few weeks ago, and we were like, wait a second, 200? Holy crap. Should, wait,
0: should we stop and celebrate? Should we take the advice of every guest we've ever had who speaks about mental health and like women empowerment yeah. and just take this moment to celebrate? accomplishments, not just for us, but the community of people that we serve and um, all of the wins. I mean, I know we only give one award per episode to a listener, but really, if you think about it and you take a 30,000 foot view and you think about how many wins your community is getting per episode, that's a lot of wins.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, um, I'm really, I don't know, I'm kind of surprised we made it this far. <laughs> I I was really thinking about it on the drive over here. uh, And I was just like, 200. Like, did I, when we started this in 2020, did I see us getting to 200 episodes? I feel like 100 was like, at that point, you remember we talked to Laura Burek and she was like, my best advice is to like, don't stop till you get to a hundred and then reevaluate we were like oh my God hundred is so big
0: <laughs> yes yes and in our in Buzzsprout we that's our hosting platform that we use for our show they have these little award badges that they give out and I remember looking at those and just being like man that 100 badge is just so far away and now once we hit a 100 we just kind of like stopped looking and we were like yeah. I guess this is what we do now. <laughs>
1: It is, it, it it's, I don't know, it's a funny thing because we, I know that our episodes come out every week, but we don't always record that way. So sometimes I just, sometimes it feels like our job and we're doing it all the time. And sometimes I forget that we do it like entirely <laughs> before like, oh, end your podcast, right? When I'm like telling them what I do. And I'm like, yeah, my two podcasts.
0: <laughs> right. right. Got it. <laughs> I feel the same way. I mean, we've given up a lot of weekends for it. For like batch recording, just because we have families, I mean, we definitely, we definitely wish that we could have like a standing recording date of like, oh, every, every Friday at eight, we're gonna do it. But we no. tried
1: that with Beyond the Boob, remember? And yeah. I, I'm gonna say we got to like seventy percent success, a still passing grade. You
0: know? Yeah, it's it's just our schedules are crap. We have a lot of kids now, and. Um, <laughs> And Maureen's birthing a lot of babies now, and they just come out and jack up our recording schedule all the time, which is fine. And you all have been so gracious with us and our lifestyle, and we really appreciate all of our patrons for hanging with us through illness, through postpartum for me, and my sweet little baby Marty, our new podcast baby. But yeah, and we wanted to kind of talk about how this podcast has changed our lives, (laughs) not to be dramatic. But I think no,
1: definitely we it, it has know.
0: it's Im- it's important
1: in in big and little ways too. Actually, it really messes with my like perception of time. Because <laughs> <sometimes. laughs> I was just thinking when you were like, "Oh, through illness," and I was like, "Yeah, I just got done with being sick for literally like almost three months," and then I remembered that a lot of the upcoming interviews we recorded while I was sick. So sorry, everybody. The next like eight episodes, I'm going to sound like I'm dying. I'm actually not anymore. I'm okay now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, after like eighteen X-rays, seven different medications, a CT scan, <laughs> like, turns out I just have fucking asthma.
0: <laughs> yeah, but at one point we were like, it has to be lung worms. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that.
1: <laughs> it was really gross. I don't even talk about why we thought it was
0: that. I'm talking about it. She hacked something up into her hand and sent me a picture of it, and I was like, "Yep, lung worms." I don't know what else it could be.
1: <laughs> I know. I kept. Uh, coughing up mucus that was, like, white strings. It really did look like lungworms.
0: It was incredibly concerning. And her being two hours or more away from me, especially in the winter, or more, <laughs> uh, there's not a lot I can do. So I felt terrible. Like, we're trying to get together and make these recording dates. And she's like, oh, sorry, I can't because I can't breathe. And I'm hacking up this. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm, God. I'm
1: going to the ER again. It's no big deal,
0: though. Jesus.
1: I actually went directly from one birth to – well, I had a I had a birth last year where I transferred to the hospital. And I was, like, in respiratory distress at the birth. And I transferred them not for that reason. But then I drove directly from their hospital to to one I like better to go to the ER myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're through that. Still, I'm sure your lungs are still recovering. Yeah. I don't know. Not through postpartum because Ooh, when does that even end? That's
1: never. It just sort of fades to the background. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what it feels like. But yeah, so we're going to get into all of that and how things have changed for us in 200 episodes slash almost four years of podcasting. First, we're going to thank a new patron, so we'd like to thank Samara Lore from Morgantown, West Virginia. Samara, thank you so much for joining our Patreon and getting all of the -the behind-the-scenes access and following along with our crazy stories in real time. So yeah, let's thank a sponsor really quick, and when we get back, we have a really good question to answer.
1: Have you guys ever been listening to our show and thought to yourself, man, I really
0: want to work one-on-one with Maureen? I do every day that I sit here podcasting across from you.
1: (laughs) Well, lucky for you and everybody at home, I offer both in-person and virtual support through my business. And in my business, Highland Birth Support, I'm dedicated to mentoring you guys through your childbearing year. So that could start with fertility all the way through pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum. I offer home birth midwifery services, doula services, lactation support, herbal support,
0: anything you guys need. You even do miscarriage support. Absolutely, I do. That's one of the biggest things that is so hard to find. And I think that your people that are local to you are so incredibly lucky to have this service.
1: Thank you. And I just feel really happy to serve everybody. And I'm so happy I can expand my services
0: virtually as well. Yeah, telehealth for lactation has been really important through the pandemic. And I think we just about got it perfected at this point.
1: So if you guys want to work with me, head over to highlandbirthsupport.com and check out what I
0: can offer you. That's H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D birthsupport.com. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back. Uh, I have a great, a great question for us here actually that I feel like we can have a really qualitative answer to. This is a good one. Okay, so we have some, by the way, I'm just so sorry, I'm behind on Patreon messages. Just somehow, It happens. I will get to you, but just send me another if I haven't answered. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this question is from our patron, Andrea, and she says, I'm curious what your thoughts are on taking the lactation hub probiotics for mastitis preemptively in the first few weeks after birth. I got mastitis with my first baby when my milk came in and I had rock hard boobs while I was regulating. And again, I was close to weaning, thankfully found you by then and had a great consult with Heather and that helped. So I was curious if it would be helpful slash if there would be any harm in taking them as my milk comes in this time.
0: Ooh, I got one for this. So uh, whether it's the lactation hub probiotic or another one, it doesn't really matter as long as it has one of the two recommended bacterial strains from the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. So that would either be L. fermentum or L. salivaria. And most commonly, it's going to be the L-fermentum. From what I've seen, the L-salivaria is more like um, found in dental probiotics as a blend, which is fine. So if if you have that, that's great. But the good thing about the lactation hub probiotic, and also there's one that I like from BioGaia, is that it is just L-fermentum. It is only that one, so we don't have any other competing strains that are going to get in the way of that. And so L-fermentum and L-salivaria are the dominant bacteria in your breast ducts that keep it healthy. And I do recommend this if you get antibiotics for any reason in birth, which, so that means if you're GBS positive, if you've had a C-section, if somebody had to stick their hand all the way up your vagina to remove a placenta, you probably got antibiotics. Um, So that automatically for me would be like a yes, Most commonly, if you had GBS with a first baby, you'll probably have it again with another one. So you're a colonizer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So that's kind of maybe the short answer is yes. Go for it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I think also to add to that, if you feel like your first bout of mastitis was really Um, Related directly to engorgement and inflammation, I would say preemptively be on an ibuprofen protocol. It's also, they're going to call it Motrin at the hospital, right? Um, Most of the time, you're going to be taking that anyway for pain. So I would just be on a schedule with it and take it maybe for the first five days postpartum um, so that it's reducing that inflammation as well.
0: Right. And also, don't do any heat or aggressive massage on those poor, engorged, boob tissues at all in the first two weeks postpartum. So we're only going to be treating like it's a sprained ankle. And that's it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And honestly, it might be a lot better this time too, because like now you know how to manage mastitis. You've
0: had that experience.
1: So you can see the symptoms earlier and manage them sooner.
0: Right. And With second, third, fourth, fifth babies, the engorgement tends to be less severe. Usually that's a Mm -hmm. first-time mom problem where it's, like, very, very painful. Yeah,
1: that or, like, sorry, you had eight bags of lactated ringers in labor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're laughing, but... Uh, But it happens. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so I hope that helps. Andrea, let us know after your next baby how that goes.
0: Okay, ready? No, you're not. You're looking. What am I ready?
1: What are we doing? You're going first. Oh, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh. Okay. God, I don't. So.
0: Wait, let me let me ask the question. Okay. Maureen, who was already covering her face and turning red. <laughs> How has 200 episodes of the Milk Minute podcast changed your life? Where were you then? Where are you now?
1: before i answer that can i just say i had an appointment with a new doctor i was really nervous for and she was asking about symptoms and she was like so this redness on your face is that how you usually look it's <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just really hot and sweaty and nervous <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's nice
1: anyway okay then and now so when we started i was a baby midwife and a and a baby lactation professional and I felt like I was simultaneously extremely enthusiastic and also absolutely had zero confidence in any of this. <laughs> and and that was a good way to start a podcast. <laughs> Lots of passion. And that's really it. And since then, though, I feel like I've this podcast has helped me in a very organized manner, build like rebuild my foundational knowledge about lactation and even just like midwifery care because we like the way that we've crafted the episodes, the interviews we've had, the questions we've had to answer have just kind of kept my brain in learning mode, which I love. And it's helped me very much organize all of the knowledge I had coming into this that was sort of jumbled in like a trash heap in my brain is what that felt like. (laughs) 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 But really, like, I feel like having this very paced out sort of in the background of my life while I've progressed as a midwife and a lactation professional and a mother. It's been really helpful, I think. And and I think it's helped me build so much confidence as a practitioner.
0: I agree. I've seen that progression for you over the years. Truly. I mean, I knew you then. I know you now. And I could not imagine having anybody else deliver my baby (laughs) just because I know how you think. I know how you think about problems and how you think through ideas, big picture, all the way down to personal, how's that's going to affect your life if you make this decision? And I think it's been really beautiful to watch you do that, truly. I mean, you're like my favorite provider. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I better be because we spent so much damn time together. No, thank you. I know. Well, I mean, I'm learning from you. You know, I'm 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 learning a lot from you too over the years. Which is can really I nice
1: also say I finally listened to the edited version of our first postpartum episode of Beyond the Boob, where you like slipped in cute little compliments about me while I was going to get your baby, and you made me cry, and it was really sweet. Thank
0: you. <laughs> oh, hey, you know we don't. You and I aren't like the most touchy feely people on the planet. We're really not. Not, not like with each other, but just in general, we're just not. We don't always need to hug. We don't always need to talk about our feelings. We we kind of process things similarly, but we have had some good emotional moments over the years together.
1: I know we've seen a lot of shit, man.
0: We, we have together, each other's shit. <laughs> yeah, actual shit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's only one of us. Yeah, you can't talk I'm about gonna, it if it's one-sided. If you want me to take a dump in front of you, Heather, I'll you just like, do it any time. You know what? Just you offering even, was even? enough. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about some of the emotional stuff, yeah. can we? Oh, okay, sure. So, also, throughout the years, we've gone through health journeys. Yeah. Uh, physical, mental, and health of relationships and family Uh uh-huh so how has this podcast in general or you know specific episodes or just our friendship how has it changed or helped all of that evolve for you
1: you know what I'm really thinking of is when I was pregnant with Lyra recording episodes with you was like one of the only spaces I had where I felt like I could just be fucking angry about my pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) And sad and pissed off and all of all like all of the things I was kind of feeling low key basically all the time. And it was really nice to have one space where I could like drive up and sit in your basement and just be like, fuck this. I hate it. I hate everything. And just have you be like, sure, babe, whatever let's record an episode, you know, <laughs> instead of somebody trying to talk to me, like, like, you know, even my therapist was like, I'm a little concerned about like, you know, your emotional attachment. And I was like, fuck you. And like, you know, my husband was great, but didn't totally understand. And just like, I, I felt like every other interaction I had, I just had to pull that back and be like, yes, I'm so happy I'm pregnant. Great. And, and it was so stabilizing to have that consistent time. Even if it was just like once a month to come in and be like, this is actually how I'm actually feeling about it and how I actually feel and have you have absolutely zero judgment about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I remember that time too. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) And you were just so uncomfortable. You know, it's just, it's hard. Everything about pregnancy is just hard. Physically, emotionally. I mean, and then just, you can't enjoy things the way you did before. You're limited in a lot of ways, and we don't like to be limited. <laughs> we don't. No, and
1: truly, I, I think that example kind of though speaks to the whole thing where I feel like having a, essentially a scheduled time to sit with my best friend. And even if we're not scheduled to talk about our lives, just to have a place where I could come in and be like, hey, my relationship is a dumpster fire. Let's record an episode, you know, <laughs> or whatever was going on that day it was really nice. It's kind of, it's kind of been a good thing we did.
0: It was nice and very different than talk therapy, but similar. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's like venting therapy, but also I'm venting next to someone who I know, like, and trust as a provider. Yeah. Who, you know, after the episode is like, but for real, you know, make a consult to get Your chiropractic treatment because this is you can solve this one thing and you're like okay fine, so I think oscillating between like best friend provider and performance Mm -hmm. was was good. I it was good. Yeah,
1: and I actually feel like it almost helped me figure out how serious things were for me if whether or not I was willing to talk about it on the podcast. You know, if I came in, I was like this is going on with Ivan and I, we're not talking about it on the show. Then I'm like, oh, shit, that was maybe more serious than I thought.
0: No doubt. No (laughs) doubt. Well, because also I think you and I tend to hermit when things are really serious. But when you have a job to do and you have to, you know, perform to a certain level, and it's not like faking it, but we also just can't cry the whole time on the podcast. So, (laughs) you know. That would not be fun to listen to.
1: Well, and, you know, there's always, like, the issue of privacy, too, where we tell you all a lot about our lives, but there are things that we keep private as well. And I actually feel like negotiating that line has been helpful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. I absolutely do. But I agree with you. You know, like, if we didn't have this podcast, I think that both of us probably wouldn't talk anyone about that stuff going on in our relationships but but when you are spending eight hours in a small room with somebody who knows you really well at this point no air conditioning you there's there's no way that you can get away with hanging on to something so serious if you're truly going through it I
1: feel like it just comes out with the sweat you know as as we're recording and slowly feel sweat dripping down our backs because we turned off the air Because we didn't want it to affect recording quality. We're also like, and also I didn't tell you this yet, but.
0: Yeah. Or I'd walk in and Maureen would take one look at me and she'd be like, how's it going?
1: (laughs) Tell me. How about we talk about this before I press record?
0: Yeah, be like before I hit record. Anything you want to get off your chest, and you're like, yes, <laughs>
1: actually, yeah. Or you know, sometimes we'd record and then end up in a place we didn't mean to be. We we're like, okay, good therapy session. Let's rewind twenty minutes and restart the
0: topic. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I think also, can I call you out for a minute? Yeah. Anytime. I think because we do this podcast and because we're always on that journey to become better providers which means we have to take care of ourselves, I think this podcast, in a way, tangentially, has forced you to look at certain things about your health and actually take action on them.
1: What do you mean? Take care of myself? Why would I do that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: No, for sure, though. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, because when you're doing a deep dive, not for you, you're doing a deep dive for someone else, and then you just happen to get all of these, like, risks, benefits, and alternatives for this specific thing you're also going through. Like, uh, let's do a whole episode on hypothyroidism. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I I don't know. It's just really, it's also, so I'm not, I'm not a journaler. I really suck at writing things down and doing that consistently, but knowing in the back of my brain, like, oh, I'm going to record next week with Heather helps me like catalog what's happened, right? And you do this too. Like, and I just like jot a few notes down. I'll write something like um the duck story or whatever. You know, and I'm like, oh yes, I know what that was talking about then. I'll tell Heather that story. And it just like, you know, has kind of helped frame out periods of time, which helps you like emotionally process.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you know those gratitude practices that I really suck at? <laughs> me too. That's kind of the same thing where it's not just That's our whole podcast. It's not just stories that are bad. It's like the duck story is a good story. You know? (laughs) The remember when you had a bird living in your bathroom?
1: (laughs) I do remember when I had a bird, Susan, her name was
0: Susan. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that it's been it's been helpful in that way to also make you really look at the happy stuff. So we can share that with you too. And I think as moms, we just as moms, we're busy. So we overlook that. A lot, or like wins with our kids, not just like my kids being a pain in the dick. You know, it's like, oh, my kid learned how to walk this weekend. I mean, that's that's exciting. Yeah,
1: it's big. It's big stuff. Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, anything else you want to share before we take a little break?
1: Not about the podcast, but I do a funny story I want to share. <laughs> so, so we're, we're potty training, right? And this morning, yesterday morning, Lyra, like we went to go get dressed, and she pulled out her underwear with puppies on it. And she goes, "Mommy." I'm not going to pee on the puppies. And I was like, great girl, put on your puppy underwear. I'm so proud of her. And then 10 minutes later, she pees all over the puppies. She goes, the puppies had an accident.
0: <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. It's the, it's the multiple puppies. They all peed at the same time. Did. It was, I mean,
1: it was enough pee.
0: <laughs> That's so cute. I, uh, I can't even, I'll tell you my, my potty story.
1: After the break. In
0: my section next,
1: yes. (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, let's take a very quick break to thank a sponsor, and then I'll be back to interrogate Heather.
0: I tell all my patients who are brand new parents to put a list of soothing techniques on the refrigerator so they can both remember what they've already tried for soothing baby. I like to put a happy
1: tummy on that list. It's a natural herbal wrap that soothes and relieves pain instantly, and
0: it's so fuzzy. It's so great. It helps babies sleep at night, resolves colic, gas, or constipation, and it's great because it has a little cute animal on the front for when they're doing tummy time, which provides gentle pressure to help them get their toots out. And you know what? They're not just for babies. They have them for teens and adults, too. Mm, so if you're struggling with those period pains, get your herbal, warm, happy tummy wrap today by going to happytummy.com. And if you love us, enter promo code MilkMinute10 for 10% off. That's MilkMinute10 for 10% off your happy tummy. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Heather, when you were nursing Heidi, did you get thirsty every single time? Every single time I sat down to nurse. It was like the Sahara Desert had taken up residence in my mouth. Same. And my go-to drink right now is liquid IV. Oh, me too. Liquid IV makes your water work harder because it has a hydration multiplier in it that's great tasting, non-GMO, and it actually has cellular transport technology that delivers hydration to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. You can also get their immune support blend, energy blend, or even one that helps with your sleep health. My personal favorite is lemon lime, and I think it actually makes me drink water two times faster, which is always handy when you have a screaming baby in the room. I really like the tangerine, and if you want to try that today,
1: you can go to the link in our show notes and use our discount code MILK underscore MINUTE for
0: 15% off your order. That's MILK underscore MINUTE for 15% off your liquid IV today. Happy drinking!
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, Heather, how has making 200 episodes of The Milk Minute changed your life?
0: I mean, in all the ways that you said, same, but... (laughs) You can't copy my answer. (laughs) I'll come up with something else. (laughs) But I think it's really helped me to understand the depth of the issues that patients are having Mostly because I watched you have a baby and go through it, and then I had a baby. And so we both became part of the system while helping each other, while helping other people. And I think that that kind of insider knowledge has been really fascinating. Because I now know it's not like, and I don't, can I brag on us for just a second?
1: That's what this whole episode is
0: for, Heather. Oh, right. (laughs) I think that, can I say that's wisdom almost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. It feels like we kind of got to this point where we have more wisdom and intuition with how to treat people, where, where they're coming from. And you can't buy that and you can't just like read about it and understand it. So we are very happy to be able to do that. And I think that that depth of of knowledge and feeling and empathy is what's made this podcast last so long. Yeah,
1: that's wow. That was good.
0: Yeah, I thought that was good too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> how do you feel like making the podcast has changed your personal life? Because we know it's changed us as
0: providers. Hundred percent. Tell me about it. Hundred percent. I have I I'm not saying that my marriage is perfect because it absolutely is not. But this has been a, relo- a long relationship, you and I now yeah. that we've been in. And there have been peaks and valleys in all of the different facets of this relationship as well as your relationship with Ivan, my relationship with my husband, and I panic so much less now in business and relationships. When we're in a valley, because when you're playing this infinite game of like, there is no end, let's just do what brings us joy, you know that there's going to be a peak after the valley. And so you're just kind of like, okay, so time, it's either time or support or a solution. And if I can't get any of that from you, and you can't get it from me, we usually know how to get it. Or if there's no solution, time is it. And it's just like, well, we'll just wait. (laughs) and then it, I, it always works out. I
1: agree. I have seen you chill out <laughs> to put it colloquially um so much in the last 3 years. I mean, well not 3 years. Gosh, when I first met you and you were pregnant with Heidi it was 5 years ago. Isn't that
0: crazy? More than 5, yeah.
1: Yeah, but truly like I I do think I've seen your reactions not just uh because of the Zoloft, but <laughs> your reactions just moderate really well and I think are more appropriate to the actual reality of the situation now, which I feel like is so healthy for you. And I love Mm
0: -hmm. it. Yeah. And also I think I'm able to better communicate where my limits are Mm -hmm. and not apologize first. Cause it used to be like, I'm so sorry. Like the caveat was always like, I'm sorry. And like, this is what's going on now. I'm just like, hey, I feel really anxious today and this schedule ain't working for me. <laughs> or, you know, I've looked at my husband dead in the face and been like, I don't like you right now and you're <laughs> bothering me. And he's like, "Geez," And I'm like, I'm not going to stomp around here and give you the silent treatment. I'm just going to tell you. Because one thing the podcast has definitely done is made us busier. And when you're this busy and you're playing at a very high level, you don't have time to be passive aggressive. You don't have to be mean, but you need to be real about what you're dealing with and tell the people around you, like, no, I'm sorry. I can't spend time apologizing anymore. Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what needs to get done. This is how much time we have. Can you help me or not?
1: Well, I feel like we've had really good practice with each other for that because we've had a long, long standing regular appointments that are also like fairly flexible. (laughs) So I don't know how many times one of us has texted like three hours before recording to be like, actually, no, sorry, it's not working for me for literally any reason. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't feel well. I don't feel like it. I'm actually busy. Oh, I forgot I have 12 patients. Oh, my kid just threw up like (laughs) every reason possible for canceling we've done to each other in a very unapologetic way. And I love it.
0: Yeah. And actually, the only time that I canceled just because I didn't want to record was recently. And it was a Sunday. And I was like, I just can't because I have no joy in my soul right now for it. And that was the first time. And I was concerned. I was like, wait a minute. Is this over? Like, is this what happens when the feeling is gone? And then I realized... I was just tired. (laughs) I have a three month old. I'm exhausted. I haven't played with my other kids in too long. I worked all week. I was like, no, I think this is what burnout feels like. And having that day off was fantastic. And I love that you understood that completely. And because I've, my whole life, I've kind of felt like I always need a reason to not do things. Like someone better be puking, you know, (laughs) for me to cancel. But no, we don't need it anymore. We're just kind of like, hey, this is what it is, and it should bring us joy, and we try to get ahead, and if we can't, I mean, health first, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and can I just remind everybody that we did just have the most fabulous interview with uh, the author of Burnout, (laughs) Emily Nagoski, who has a new book out right now. Um, You should go listen to the interview and then go buy the book.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, and that's... Those kind of interviews, those have changed us. Yes. I mean, Emily is just... When you can sit with a New York Times bestselling author, and not just like once, like she's about to hit the New York Times list for the third time, when you can sit down and literally just chill and have fun and realize that all women are really dealing with the same kind of shit, it... It really makes you realize like the scope of the issue and where you are in it. And it's like, oh my God, we really are all the same. Like everybody poops, everyone's got relationship issues, everyone has sex drive issues from time to time. Everyone goes through postpartum differently, but similarly because of this shitty system. And it's like, whoa, I, it blows my mind. Every time we get off of an interview like that, I look at you and I'm like, we just did that. And it was like, Normal. <laughs> yeah, we're like
1: we're just two dorks, like uh, living <laughs> in a in a closet. But we don't need to tell you that.
0: <laughs> Seriously, yeah. So I think that's changed me because now I'm less nervous to to ask the big ask because enough people have said yes now. Where I'm like, of course I should go for it. No one else is going to do it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's. I think it's given us both a very different level of confidence that matches our competence.
0: You know what I mean? Oh yeah.
1: Like we're there now, I think, most of the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it just makes me excited about five years from now. And it also helps me understand those 50-year-old women that look at me and they're like, don't worry, someday you won't give any shits at all. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that now. Like how you get there. You know how when I meet an older woman who I really admire one of the things they always say is if I could go back to being your age but know what I know now and have the confidence that I know now I'd be dangerous and I'm like okay so like how can I do that now make me dangerous make me dangerous lady
1: (laughs) I think I think we're on our way there but you know what I think we need to give out an award because you have to go
0: (laughs) I do I have a patient actually. That's how it's changed my life. It's, it's, uh, it has, I mean,
1: like in many ways, this podcast is one of the foundational pillars of your business. For sure.
0: Uh, same for you. Anytime you walk into any hospital to transfer a patient, they're like, oh my God, Maureen's here from the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a really a different experience these days.
0: Well, and also in West Virginia, it's not. Quite hard to be a big fish in a little pond, especially in the birth community, but it's still hilarious. Like, we don't think that we're out there like number one in the world. Okay. But in West Virginia, where you like know all 60 midwives that work in the state, it's just like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's me. We're all at the same conferences all the time. Absolutely. Do you have a baby that struggles with excessive gas, fussiness, colic, and general sleep problems? Well, I did, but then I used Avivo probiotics. Avivo is a pediatrician approved probiotic for babies that's even used in NICUs on the gentlest tummies all over the United States. It is an amazing, unique product
1: that contains a specific strain of B. infantis that we need to
0: digest human milk oligosaccharides. That's actually 15% of breast milk that your baby will then be able to utilize, whereas if you don't have the bacteria, there's so much extra in the gut, which is why American babies poop like 10 times a day (laughs) more than babies that are colonized with B. infantis. I have personally seen this probiotic
1: help my baby and the babies of many of my clients, and frankly, if we're dealing with any of these symptoms, it is the first thing I go to.
0: And the best part is, it's not like any other probiotic that we would take when we're sick or taking antibiotics where you take it every time you go through antibiotics for the rest of your life. If you give your baby a vivo in the first 100 days of life, it actually colonizes in their gut and becomes a part of their immune system, which then they can pass to the next generation. And this is how we make change, y'all. A vivo is amazing because it's gonna safeguard your baby's health today and give you peace of mind in the future. Check out Avivo Probiotics through the link in our show notes and enter code MILKMINUTE for $10 off.
1: All right. Well, today we have an award for another patron. Can I just say our patrons are kicking ass lately? They
0: are. They are. Thank you so much, everybody.
1: (laughs) This is from
0: our patron,
1: Emily. And um, she had sent us a message saying, Thank you so much. Your podcast taught me everything I know about breastfeeding when I was pregnant with my first. Now I'm pregnant with my second and I joined so I could follow along with Heather's pregnancy. Um, Quick question. What was the herb Maureen recommended for varicose veins in pregnancy? I have some that never went away and now they're definitely worse. I've been wearing compression socks, but I'd love to try something else too. I know that was a question, and that is why she's getting this award. (laughs) She's getting the Proactive Patron Award for asking these questions now instead of waiting until these problems become severe. By the way, it's horse chestnut. It's a cream that you apply topically. But seriously, Emily, we commend you for taking care of yourself and being proactive about that.
0: Yeah, and don't eat the horse chestnut. Topical only. Topical only don't let your baby lick it off your legs.
1: I'm hoping that doesn't happen on a regular basis, but we just can't say with toddlers.
0: (laughs) And I actually have an Apple review as well. And just as a reminder, all of your Apple reviews help to rank us higher on Apple so other people can find our podcast. So we're really appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, This is from Sunshine Sarah 2020. And she says, thank you for everything. I am an L&D nurse turned LC because of your show. Thank you for healing our birth community. Thank you for the joy and knowledge. I appreciate you so much. That one's so sweet. <laughs> healing the birth community? Come on. That got me in the feels. does.
1: Yeah, this, this whole episode got me in the feels.
0: <laughs> I know. God, I'm going to need a cup of coffee to calm down. <laughs>
1: Well, um, my dear best friend, I love you very much, and I'm so thankful that you have created this podcast with me and stuck with it, and that we're still sitting here today bitching about life and learning about lactation.
0: (laughs) I love you too, and thank you for helping us be on the forefront of all lactation research and for being somebody who is just as excited as I am about weird nipples. (laughs) breast discharge i mean like you just can't call anyone about that stuff and it's been really special to have that
1: and our text messages are never safe for work
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh all right everybody well we love you and we are excited to bring you even more episodes in the 200s
1: yes thank you so much for being a listener a new listener a long-term listener whoever you are and for continuing to support us and listen to the Milk Minute Podcast.
0: As you know, the way we change the system that is not set up for lactating families is educating ourselves, our loved ones, and sometimes our providers. If
1: you want to support us making more episodes of the Milk Minute Podcast and helping more people lactate and breastfeed, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Milk Minute Podcast, where you can also Get access to every single episode of our subscription-only podcast, Beyond the Boo. Alternately, if you don't have extra money to give, which we totally get, you can just tell one person about this podcast. Send them a link. Tell them to listen. Find someone who we can help and get us to them.
0: Yep. Thank you all again. And um, we are excited to bring you all kinds of new content and interviews coming right up. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. It's a myth!